Thank you for joining me today for Creeds and Deeds. Today is Faithful Friday, and today we are going to look at two uh, devotionals from the sermons of Jonathan Edwards, talking about common grace and special grace. So stay tuned. Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional, Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 65. To the choirmaster, a psalm of David, a song. Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness, O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one by who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river is go- of God is full of water. You provide their grain, so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, setting its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Hear the word of the Lord from the Old Testament. Isaiah 40 verses 25 through 31. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these, who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagle. 
eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Westminster Shorter Catechism, Question 8. How does God execute his decrees? God Answer. God executes his decrees in the works of creation and providence. Hear the word of the Lord from the New Testament. Acts chapter 4 verses 23 through 28. When John and Peter were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly, in this city, there there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. The Work of the Spirit Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man, and upon beast, and upon the trees of the field, and upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn, and it shall not be quenched. Jeremiah 7, verse 20. Men in a natural condition may have convictions of the guilt that lies upon them, and of the anger of God and the danger of their divine vengeance. Such convictions are from the true light of truth, that some sinners have a greater conviction of their guilt and misery than others is because some have more light or more of an apprehension of truth than others, and this light and this conviction may be from the Spirit of God. The Spirit convinces men of sin, but yet nature is much more concerned in it than in the communication of that spiritual and divine light. It is from the Spirit of God only as assisting natural principles and not as infusing any new principles. Common grace differs from special in that it influences only by assisting of nature and not by imparting grace or bestowing anything above nature. The light that is obtained is wholly natural, or of no superior kind to what mere nature attends to, though more of that kind is obtained than would be obtained if men were left wholly by themselves. Or, in other words, common grace only assists the faculties of the soul to do more fully what they do by nature, as natural conscience or reason will by mere nature make a man sensible of guilt and will accuse and condemn him when he has done amiss. Conscience is a principle natural to men, 
And the work that it does naturally, or of itself, is to give an apprehension of right and wrong, and to suggest to the mind the relation that there is between right and wrong, and a retribution. The Spirit of God, in those convictions that unregenerate men sometimes have, assists their conscience to do this work in a further degree than it would if they were left to themselves. So what's being said there, pretty much, is that in the natural state, an unsafe person has a natural conscience. Just just by nature, they have a conscience that does teach them right and wrong. But the Spirit works a common grace in all people that gives them a somewhat more uh, guilt of their sins and wrongdoings than if it was just their conscience. However, that is not a special grace that's given to believers. It is only a common grace that is given to the entire world. Now, next, we're going to hear Fly for Refuge to Christ, which speaks about the special grace that is given to believers. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord at his coming? 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 19. It is the will of God that men should have true hope and comfort conferred upon them in no other way than by Jesus Christ. It is only by him that sinners have comfort at their conversion, and it is only by him that the saints have renewed hope and comfort after their declensions, and therefore the way to obtain this comfort is to look to him, to fly for refuge to him, and in order to do this, persons have need to be brought to a sense of their necessity of him, and that they may be so, it is, necess- it is needful that they should be sensible of their calamity and misery, and that they should be in trouble and be brought to see the utter helplessness in themselves. And not only natural men, but Christians also, who are fallen into sin and are in a dead and senseless frame, need something to make them more sensible of their necessity of Christ. Indeed, the best are not so sensible of their need of Christ, but that they need to be made more sensible, but especially those who are in ill and dead frames and a declining state need trouble and humbling to make them sensible of their need of Christ and to prepare their minds for a renewed, confining application to Christ as their only remedy. The godly in such a case are sick with a sore disease, and Christ is the only physician who can heal them and they need to be sensible of their disease, that they may seek the need of a physician. They as well, as natural men, need to be in a storm and tempest to make them sensible of their need to fly to him who is a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest. So what that says then is that the only way to become a Christian is to get this special grace which the Holy Spirit pours out on the elect that gives them such a guilt and realization of the utter helplessness of their current estate as sinners that they turn to Christ knowing that he's their only way of salvation. And it's the same for Christians that we get this special grace from the Spirit which turns us 
again back to Christ to repent of our sins, to turn away from the worldly things we've fallen back into and turn back to Christ. join me in prayer. Father God, I rejoice in you. I'm glad that you are God. I love your son, Jesus, who has given me salvation. God, may you be magnified. In Jesus, I am a saint. Yet every day, I sin against you in thought, word, and deed. Even my motivations can at times be sinful. God, I confess all my sins to you, both my subtle sins like pride and selfishness, and my overt sins like cursing, lying, and lust. More than that, I confess my utter failure to even come close to loving you with all my being or or loving my neighbor as myself. God, you have promised forgiveness of my sin by the blood of Jesus if I confess and repent. My only hope is being made in being made right with you today is because Jesus' blood was shed for all of my sins and because Jesus' life was a life that was lived righteously for me. So now please forgive me and declare me righteous once more. I rejoice and give thanks to you, God, blessed Trinity, true God. I rejoice for your loving kindness. I say thank you for all of your marvelous deeds. I love you, Lord, for you hear my voice and my supplications. In Jesus, you have turned your ear to me and heard my cry. You answer my prayers. Therefore, I call on you and I will always call on you for as long as I live. God, today will you give me an opportunity to share the gospel with an unbeliever, a chance to pray for those who are hurting, or a moment to bless someone who needs it. And now that I'm back with Bree, God, will you help me to pray with her daily? God, as we move to Spokane, show us where we should attend church. And let that church be a church that loves one another. God, I pray for my friend Joe. Will you ordain for him to hear the gospel and to believe in you for yourself, for ourselves, for his salvation? And now together with all the saints, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you again for listening today. If you have any questions or comments or uh, things that you want more clarification on or disagree with, would you leave me a message on the Anchor app? 
you can leave me a voicemail and I will attempt to answer the questions or feature the comments on my episode. Uh, Also, if you would, leave me a rating and review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast app at or on the Apple Podcast app. And remember, I'm not ordained and I'm not a pastor. So if you're a Christian listening to my podcast, you need to be in church on Sunday.